Of the living Geek. Hello and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. With me, of course, are my noble and hairy are Taylor Hoyt. Uh, good to be with you, Nick. But sadly, we do not have enough Phoenix Downs right now, so Connor White is not with us. We hope he is better next week. I'm doing a lot of pauses. (laughs) But we have a special guest with us, someone who's been listening to us for a long time, our very good friend, Kathleen Abbott. Hello, Kathleen. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. You're the one who introduced me to Trails of Cold Steel, so you're always welcome here. Yay. Such a good game. It's an amazing game. And then now Nick got me on it. I'm playing through it a little bit more slowly than Nick, but it's on my Vita. (laughs) No, it's a good way to savor it. I mean, bide your time till the second one comes out so you don't have to deal with the cliffhanger. (laughs) Exactly. Well, once I'm done with the game I'm playing now, I might have to just go try hard mode and just power through it. (laughs) Fair enough. I don't know how she did it, but Kathleen just beat the game really quick. Um, she was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was." I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm on a, I'm on the second field field study." Oh yeah, I'm on the fourth one. And I'm like, "How? We got this game at the same time?" It's called <laughs> being under leveled the entire time and just kind of rushing through because that's what I tend to do. I like getting to the next plot point, and then you know, just one more plot point, and uh, just just a little bit more, and then who? Next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning. Oh, I know how that goes. That was me in Persona. I'm like. Oh, yeah, let's do a social link. Let's do a side activity. Oh, God, the sun's coming up. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nick, what do we have on the agenda for today? On the agendas, we have... I don't know why I said that. Um, Starting off with your discussion of Star Ocean 5, because you're the only one who's played it now. I would be talking about Grand Kingdom, but I've only played the demo, so I'll save that till next time. Uh, then Kathleen will talk to talk to us about Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and of course, her love <laughs> of Falcom games. Yes. Nice. And then, since I am delving deep into Persona Three, because that's the only Persona I haven't played. Well, not the older, older ones, but out of the PS2 era ones, is that we're going to talk about that. And then we have a topic where we're going to discuss what games we want sequels to, which. I think I have a big one that I want. Yeah, I have a couple for that one. I wonder what it is. <laughs> uh, you probably don't know, so probably be excited. Don't. Yeah, take that, Nick. Ow. Jerk. <laughs> Rune Factory 5. Would be awesome. Would that, would, be, would that be considered a JRPG? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I don't see why not. I'd count it. All right. So let's move on to Taylor and his... Amazingly, surprisingly, and cool reaction to Star Ocean 5. Yeah, so if you were somebody that was just looking at the internet and you're like, all right, what's going on with this Star Ocean 5 game? Um, The West has not been too kind to this game. It's getting like fives and sixes. It's got really bad reviews. Most of the people I've been following are like, it's a little on the short side and maybe it's not great. And so I went into this game with super low expectations. Um, 
But, you know, about four and a half hours in, I'm really enjoying this game. I'm kind of surprised at how much I'm liking this game. Um, to me, as I play it, what it feels like is a, uh, a nice kind of throwback to the PS2 era of JRPGs where um, it's just like, oh, we do story in one town. We go across a big field area. We fight monsters. We level up. We get to the next town area. There's story and maybe that you do a dungeon and then you kind of do the whole thing over again. And as Nick was... Um, we were talking about earlier and when he was watching my stream the other day, super like 90s anime voice acting, like really over the top. Um, I love the NPC voice. Hey, you! Get over here! Oh my god. I was like, oh my god, how badly is this guy overacting right now? There was a lot of overacting in the, the chunk I saw in your stream, I but loved it. It kind was... of made it part of the world, I guess. Like, it was enjoyable. Oh yeah, no, totally. It, it, uh, I think it definitely fits in. Like, they're totally going for... Uh, that kind of vibe, I think. Just, just listening to the monsters or the enemies you fight, like, um, what's it called? Uh, it's any of the humans ones, when they die, they're like, Aah! oh my like gosh, super yeah. Super overacted. It's great. I, it's one of my, one of the highlights of that game. <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll talk about kind of the thing because I'm really enjoying like some of the, the more nitty gritty aspects. And then I kind of want to talk about a couple things that it could improve on and probably why it's, you know, pissing off the reviewers or why people aren't liking it but i think the uh the role system is really interesting where uh, you start the game off with these basic roles like oh you have uh, a certain percentage of like plus three percent hp and uh each character can equip up to four roles so you can kind of customize your party how you want and uh and then as you level these roles up then you unlock new roles that are a little bit more complex and stuff like that so uh there's a lot of really cool customization. Kind of like a simplified Gambit system? Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that is what I like about this game. It's charmingly simplistic. And I think that's a, that was maybe just the kind of game I needed right now. Like, if this came out in the fall, it'd probably get destroyed. Like, nobody would buy it. I, I probably wouldn't care because there'd be so many other things on my mind. But, you know, Mill Summer, not much is coming out. It's just a simple, oh, all right, you go to point A, have a story, fight some battles, go to point B, fight some battles. All right, this is great. And... It has a really nice art style. Like, it's not, like, visually, like, it's not Uncharted 4. It's not going to, like, blow you away. But it's got a cool, like, anime art style, and it runs at 60 frames per second, which uh, if you anybody was watching my stream, I don't know if that comes across at all, but it, it does. Not completely, but it, okay. it did look really good. Okay. It's um, really hard to stream at 60 FPS. Yeah, you yeah. need, like, a killer internet connection or something like that, a really strong PC. You need PC. killer rig. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... It runs really smooth, which is weird because usually big RPGs can't run at that frame rate because there's so much going on. But Tales um, of Berseria, there's going to run at 60 The whole frames. game? Oh. oh. It looks beautiful. Well, we'll, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll get to that one mm-hmm. at some point. Um, but a couple of the things that have been annoying me. So I think Japan, we'll, we'll see with Final Fantasy 15 and Persona 5, but I think right now Japan just doesn't know how to do open world games very well. Because um, in Stars and Integrity and Faithlessness, what a subtitle, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, there's So you're leaving town and then you just walk out of this big, giant open field and there's like literally nothing in it. There's just like, there's monsters for you to fight, I guess, and that's it. But it's like, okay, having a big field just for the sake of having a big open field isn't interesting. Like, it was cool in Ocarina of Time, like 18 years ago or whenever that game came out. But uh, but now it's just not interesting, and there needs to be, like I think you were mentioning Kathleen on the stream, like it'd be cool to have statues or something to kind of like 
build the world or whatever? Well, yeah, essentially, you should use every point of the game to try and at least convey a bit of the story, even if it's implicit. So to not have world-building elements like statues or markers or or architecture, like I just felt like it was a missed opportunity. What they need to do is bring back world maps. <laughs> well, they might do that in Nino Kuni too. Oh, yeah? Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. The first one did. Then maybe well, it's an I am Setsuna, so that's cool. Oh, that's right. Is, are they doing a world map? Too? Yeah, a classic world map where the guy's huge and and the town's a little. I, I, you know, there's something awesome about that, as mm-hmm. opposed to just a big open area. I don't know. There's a again a charming simplicity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the combat is really cool too. It, it's very seamless. Like you see the enemy, you just go right into battle. You kill them, and then when the battle's over, you go right back into just walking around. Um, I think you guys saw, like, what, as soon as I started the game, some of the areas are a little small, and the camera doesn't always want to cooperate. Tales of Zestaria. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know the camera made me dizzy a few times when I was watching your stream. It's like, oh, I wouldn't be able to play this game just because I'd feel sick. Yeah, so there, there's definitely a couple of the ba- parts and battles, and, th- and there's another thing that I didn't notice until somebody on Twitter pointed it out. But um, the, when you're running around like in an open world where there's like dip varying level like terrain levels, and uh, the camera will bob as your character bobs. Like it doesn't say mm-hmm. steady, so it'll move up and down and jump all over the place. And I'm like, whoa, this is getting like super disorienting. <laughs> um, and I heard, I don't know if it was a joke, but somebody mentioned that they might patch that to make the camera a little bit more, uh, I don't know, palatable or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Like. I'm intrigued. Like the story is like, there's sort of a mystery to it. Like there's this girl, and we're trying to figure out what's what's going on with this girl, and the characters are all kind of funny and weird. So, as I said during Ben's stream, that she's probably going to become a god. Oh, I know, huh? <laughs> and he, he well, rolled. we got to hit all the tropes. Yeah, next. exactly. Yes. He was like, "What trope should this be?" And I said, "He's she's going to be a god," and he rolled with it. It was like, yes. It was great feeling that. <laughs> oh, this game has all the tropes. You know, amnesia, burned hometown, the girl that you grew up with as your best friend is your love interest, or whatever. There's, it's, it's great. I love the it. super <laughs> revealing character, a girl. Oh, man. That, yeah, Fiore That is outfit in- looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I was thinking of the, the logistics of having to like actually put that on it because of all the, like, you know, those Holes. little d- diamonds are stitched together. You'd think they'd get tangled a lot or whatever, but... Hey, video games, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm amazed at how short that skirt is. You could see her butt, and it's hilarious. There is this person I follow on Twitter, and I maybe need to unfollow them, but like at least two or three times a day, they po- they do PS4 share screenshots of like looking up her butt or whatever. I'm like, mm, okay. Okay. They're just, they have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so far, so good. Like I said, about four, four and a half hours in, um, it's, yeah, it's it's just cool. And seven party members in battle, which gets really crazy, but it's fun. Have you done That's a lot, holy cow. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to see. It's like a walking it's like a walking squad when you're on the battlefield cuz they're all doing their own thing. Right, yeah. Um one, have you done any of the hard dungeon things? So, I didn't know what it was. Like you walk around in the, in the middle of the field and there's like this giant like purple black portal thing that just sits there. I'm like, "What's this?" And I go inside. And it's like, oh, these are like challenge dungeons. And if you die, it's game over. I'm like, okay. And so I got to like the final boss and it just like, I just didn't have a chance. Like I just kept using all my revive items, all my blueberries and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm dead. And I hadn't saved in a while. And so it kind of made me 
upset. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, I didn't have to backtrack too far. But other than that, everything's to try. Do out. you wish that instead of there being save points, you could save anywhere, or does that not really matter too much? Well. Yeah, I think it would just because, like, if I need to go somewhere and I'm like, oh, I just want to save it, like, right here, it'd be convenient as opposed to, like, you know, at the inn or in, like, entrances to towns and stuff like that. Um, it, it, like I said, it is very much a throwback PS2 game, which that's what a lot of PS2 JRPGs would do. But, but there's a good thing about the PS4 is you just enter rest mode and there you go. You can just leave. That's true. But when you have two other roommates that like to use the PS4, that's usually maybe exactly. not good and my ps4 unfortunately has been doing this weird thing where i'll turn it off and then it'll just turn itself back on and spit the disc out oh you're getting that thing it's happening to me a lot actually (laughs) has it spit the disc out while playing it yet not while playing but like while it's literally the system's off and it'll just turn turn itself on and spit the disc out see that was my problem with my ps4 Uh it would just turn on spit the disc out but it'll do it on when it's on as well so i'll be playing the game and it'll spit the disc out Uh oh i'd be so mad and um (laughs) that's that was a known like that's Launch PS4, right. so it was a known error. Uh, and the way to fix that is you would tr- you turn off turn off the PS4 completely, uh, unplug it, put it upside down so the 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 this, uh, CD port is on the ground. Yeah, and then you turn it you open you turn it on by opening uh, by exiting the disc, uh-huh. pressing the disc ex- uh, eject button, and then putting the disc in, and then it will stop doing it. Oh, so right. that was how I fixed doing that, because if it didn't have a disc in, you would hear my PS4 go beep 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 because oh, it's yeah. trying to eject oh. the disc. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I don't want to buy a new PS4. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to fix this, and I did that, and ever since, hmm. it's never done it. I had to do it like at least four times, and then the last time since I moved back to uh, the house, yeah. I um, cool. I uh, lost my voice right there. That's all right. Um, so real quick, I, I me think we're talking about this a little bit, but I, I don't think many of us have a history. But what, what are your guys' history with the, the Star Ocean franchise? Uh, Kathleen, have you played any of the games before? I've played a couple of hours of Time and Eternity. I believe that was the subtitle. I don't remember which number it was. The game didn't gel with me too much, so that's really all I ever played. It, it wasn't my type type of game. That was a third one, right? I third or fourth, I don't remember, but yeah, in that number range. Uh oh, till the end of time, I think. Till the end of time, yeah. thank you. Time of Attorney is its own little game. Oh. Okay, yeah, because I don't know, it just it wasn't my type of thing, and I haven't played one since because I just didn't see a need to go back to the it series. PS two, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the one with the really slow cutscenes. Yep. Really? Oh, man. That sounds boring. But, yeah. Uh, but the la- character's designs were nice. I remember that. But past that, yeah, it just wasn't my jam. I played A Last Hope on PS3 for about 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And I went outside. I didn't know what to do because it was extremely confusing. And, like, I went outside, did a... Battle died instantly. I'm done. <laughs> Game's unplayable. Uh, <laughs> love that. Yeah, I've definitely done that a time or two in a JRPG. Yeah. So yeah, same. But I heard I wasn't alone. That the game wasn't that good. So I hear that's one of the worst ones. Is uh, Last Hope or Final Hope or whatever it's called? Things the Last Hope. Last Hope. International version. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, my my uh, history is also pretty limited. I played 
Star Ocean's second story for about three-ish hours. I don't remember much of it. Um, it. I think it was reversed, whereas, you know, Star Ocean 5, you're in medieval, and then the advanced technology comes to you, whereas in 2, you are a part of, like, a spaceship crew, and you crash land in this, like, kind of medieval-type planet or whatever. Um, it was pretty cool, though. It had a very charming, kind of cozy setting. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested in going back to trying that again at some point, but uh, I heard it it got like there's like a PSP version that just got released that you can play on Vita or something like that. Indeed, it's on Vita. It's on. It might be a PlayStation One Classic, but I'm not sure. Okay, but uh, I don't know the answer. I don't know if you guys know the answer. The uh, Star Ocean open up like to multiple worlds that you could like travel. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it probably varies game to game. They should make a Star Ocean that every like town or area, or like you know, like every like area for quest yeah. is like a planet, and you just explore the planets. Ooh, that would be cool. So like Mass Effect, but with like with <laughs> like a Star Ocean battle system. That would actually like be that. pretty sweet. Uh, I feel like yeah, I think a lot of people would like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think the only problem is these games probably don't have giant budgets, and that sounds like it probably needs a bigger budget. But uh, I would be down for, for something like that. That'd be pretty cool. I think a lot of these JRPG uh, companies are scared to make these big budget games because they feel like it's not going to make its money back because the Western market, the freaking press, tends to eat these games alive for some reason. And... Uh, they're, they always seem like they're unfairly judged, so I think they're just scared to bring the make these crazy huge things. I think the only exception to that, like something that's very anime and, and whatever, it would be Nino Kuni. I think that's really the only game that sort of has been able to break through that, like you said, that kind of negative Western press. Like that game reviewed very well, and I think it sold pretty well. I know it sold better than it did in Japan because Japan got the DS version, and that that's the one they bought. Because um, of Ghibli, yeah, Ghibli man, good old Studio Ghibli. So. Uh, yeah, that's kind of pretty much all I got for Star Ocean. Do we want to um, toss it over to Kathleen? Why don't you uh, enlighten us about a little game called Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE or Hashtag FE. I don't know. It's hashtag yeah, I don't FE. know either. I, I, I've been saying TMS FE because it's just easier. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I remember when it was first announced, and I wasn't planning on getting a Wii U, but then that game got announced, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to buy a Wii U. (laughs) Um, And then it took forever to come out, and every time they do promotional stuff for it, I was like, everyone was getting more and more worried, and I was getting more and more excited, because it just seemed like it would be so fun and colorful. And now we have the game, and it is so much fun. It's like if... Uh, Shin Megami Tensei game had a baby with a Fire Emblem game because they did and oh, it's, I love every second of it um, it does something I really like in games where even though there's a lot of complex battle systems it dishes them out slowly over time so you don't ever feel like you're overloaded with information um, and yeah no it's just it's been so much fun but it is so incredibly goofy and silly, and I think that's a really high bar of entry for people, because you look at this game and go, okay, so you're an idol who fights with Fire Emblem characters against other 
idols. Okay. <laughs> but I I it's it's pure SMT. It it it's just got a bit of a fire emblem coat of paint on it. So I, I heard they call their like the fire emblem characters they call them performas, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. <laughs> they are called performas, which wow. even I found a little that's a little too silly, but it's uh, it's perfect. <laughs> so the Fire Emblem characters are the personas of this game. Yes, they are the personas, and they are also the enemies. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So, yeah, each character has one performa. Um, like the main guy has Krom as his performa. And the way you upgrade your performas is both through leveling yourself leveling your ability as an entertainer and leveling your weapons. So it's got a lot of systems to it, but uh, I find it flows incredibly well. Um, You know how in Persona, when you hit a weakness and you knock everybody down, you can do a Russian attack? Mm -hmm. This game doesn't have that exactly, but if you hit an enemy's weakness and another character in your party has an attack that can combo off that they will attack in combo immediately. And it's really nice because you can change, uh, chain these huge combos and wipe out the enemies in one turn. And it's just really fun and really flashy. Yeah, if, if nothing else, this game seems like it has a lot of flash, a lot of color. Um, it, extreme amount of color. Like, even I'm surprised at points where it's like, wow, this is a bit of color overload, but it, I love it. <laughs> so I, have, I think I have a really bad preconceived notion of what this game's like. So, do you mind explaining, like, what is a typical, like, what is the typical flow of the game? Like, you know, in most JRPGs, like, oh, you have a story moment, you go to a dungeon, you, like, fight, you know, walk to a dungeon, you fight, you come back, have a story, like, section. Like, what is a typical, like, the flow or, you know, like, a story beat or whatever for, for this game? Like, how does it work? Okay, so the story is broken up into chapters and intermissions. Um, chapters are when the actual story is happening. Uh, usually somebody has been uh, possessed or kidnapped, and you need to go rescue them and go through the dungeon. The dungeon is extremely, like, it's straight out of a Shin Megami Tensei game. Like, the design is a little too close for my personal liking, but I, I think it works well, and they're, they're very well designed. Um, after you beat the dungeon, which is actually surprisingly long every time, I'm like, oh, I'm near the end. Oh, no, that's just halfway. Oops. <laughs> um, after you, you beat that, you uh, come back to the real world, and uh, there are these intermissions where you can do side quests or, or other story elements or requests. And then when you feel like you've done enough of the side information and progressed the uh, characters' plot lines enough, you can continue the game. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff, you can just go immediately into the next chapter whenever you want. And so that's usually how it goes. It's usually plot, something happens, and you have to go into the other realm, you beat the other realm, you progress everyone's story, repeat. Okay. This sounds like your type of game, Taylor. It does. Okay, so here's what I thought this game was. Um, I just saw bits and pieces of gameplay, and it must uh, clearly it's not representative of what it was. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is like a slightly better Hyper Dimension Neptunia game. <laughs> and if for those of you that have ever played that those types of games, what it is, it's like the story beats are like these 2D characters looking like looking at the screen. It's just like static characters, and then dial- there's like little dialogue little scroll on the bottom and then you go to these areas and they're like there's not they're not towns like these weird little 
like foresty dungeony type things you walk around you do battles and then it's another story and you just that's all there is to it i'm like wow this is really boring and so that's what i thought this was it'd be like oh you have like a story like sequence with like the static characters just standing there and then they have like the the text that kind of scrolls under them and then you do a dungeon and then you just kind of go back and forth but there's I've seen moments where he's like walking around Tokyo or something like that. Yep. Like, so yep. There are some rather large maps, especially places like Shibuya. You can go into multiple different areas, and it, it's you know how in Persona Four you can travel around the school. Yeah. It's like that. Oh, okay. So you'll have these areas you can travel around. So there's actual like little non-dungeon kind of more towny type places that you can walk around, explore, and yeah, do little side. Okay. So cool. it's like it's like it's gonna be like Persona except without the social links. Uh, even then, there the social links are replaced with uh, you try and help your characters through or your your party members through side quests, and in doing these side quests, their performance level increases and they gain a new ability for use inside the fights. Hmm. Okay. So one of the first side quests you get is helping your friend get a job on one of those hero shows that like play on rooftops in Japan. And once he does that, he can then use that performance as an attack inside the dungeons. Huh. Interesting. It's it's kind of weird that they went with the whole Japanese idol. Like, route. yeah, it's like I did not expect that to be the Shimagami Tensei cross Fire Emblem game. Yeah, right. It's a weird. It's a really weird topic to have because no one knows what that culture is like. Yeah. Like, that's why it got censored, was because there's an idol, there's, like, a a very, like, sexual idol kind of thing. Partially Uh, censored, yeah. Yeah, and they, they, so that, that was, that's a different, that's a different, like, sub-genre of the idol culture there, and that was too much, so that's why that one got changed up a bit in the U.S. release. And I actually kind of agree with that change, just because, um... You ha- when you localize something, you have to make sure everything's legal in the countries that you localize it for. So I get why they changed that. That's the other true. changes I don't really understand. The the costume ones, like where they're covering things up, but <laughs> it doesn't bug me. So see that whole part, the whole big part was uh, it's because it was, it was a certain risque culture that they didn't want in the Western. Hmm. But it's Nintendo for you, and yep. you know, so you can't really. I mean, Nintendo. Stop, please. Some games could be adult on your system. I know. Well, that's just it. They All they had to do was rated M. and uh, They didn't want that. No, they want it to be open to as many people as possible, and I understand that choice. Yep. Who's going to play this game other than me? Because <laughs> <laughs> this game was tailor-made for me. Like I, I can't even begin to describe how perfect this game is for me, but I can understand it. Tailor-made for Taylor. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Well, I might have been totally wrong about this game, so maybe um, you know, once I'm done finishing up with Star Ocean, maybe I'll pick this game up. I haven't pl- turned my Wii U on in a really long time. Neither so. have I. Like, I. I played Splatoon for a while, but even that kind of died down, and I hadn't played it for a while, and everyone's calling this a swan song, which makes me a bit sad, because the, the system does have some fun games, but it really could have been so much more. Exactly, yeah. We could do that show idea that I was talking about with this game. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be fun to do. Cryptic talking. Cryptic talking that I like to do in our podcasts. Secrets. Secrets. So that piqued your interest now, Taylor? Actually yeah, hearing about it? Um, 
it it, it kind of did. It, it might be one of those things. Again, this might be the perfect time to play it because not much comes out in the summer. I was actually considering getting that Batman Arkham collection and then it got delayed or whatever. So now I'm like, hmm, maybe uh, after Star Ocean, I'll, uh, I'll pick this this guy up. We'll see what happens. And play it while playing Trails of Cold Steel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Not gonna... Cold Steel's so good. Yes, it's really good. Apparently, Nick, Nick keeps telling me. So I'm on the second field study, and Nick keeps telling me, you're like, you're, you're on the cusp of it being, like, really good. Like, am I pretty close to, like, it finally kind of catching its stride or whatever? I'm uh, I'm a little biased on this topic. I thought it was pretty good from the start. So Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I would say, yeah, after the second or third field study, it definitely picks up in pace. Okay. For, for sure. Gets, gets interestingly awesome okay well you get some interesting characters which is always fun and then you get (sighs) freaking ending man (laughs) i'm telling you it's not that bad it's not no 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 it's not bad it's just like oh my gosh it's super hype (laughs) not like i said play play trails in the sky and then wait four and a half years and then talk to me about how bad the cold steel ending is exactly yeah oh my gosh i remember i played Trails in the Sky, like when it first came out and I beat it, I'm like, you gotta, Same. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, and then it was like, oh, we don't know. Maybe we'll bring it out. Maybe we won't. We won't bring out the third, that's for sure. But and now they won't. are. But now they are. Yay. Oh, they are? They're gonna bring out the third one? Yeah, yeah. They confirmed it a couple months ago. Uh, so I was very happy about they're that. They're bringing a lot of Legend of Heroes over now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. They must have done well for them in some respects. Yeah, yeah and I think. Uh, because ever since Marvelous acquired Exceed, um, they've been really big on the Falcom games. So I'm like, yay, more Falcom. <laughs> Speaking of Falcom, you have a huge obsession with that that series or that <laughs> company. Such a harsh word. Such a harsh word. But yes, I do. But a true um, word indeed. <laughs> yes. And it, the funny thing is I haven't even been a fan that long. Like only seven or eight years, I would say. And truthfully, I should have hated the game series when I first picked it up because the DS version of Ease 1 and 2 is not very good. <laughs> it's it's actually unplayable. Um, but I beat it. Is that um, the one where you, like, run into enemies? Yeah. No, that's the original version. This one, they add an attack button, which you think would make it better, but it doesn't. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. That, like, totally changes the game. Yeah, well, and because they keep the bump aspect without the bumping, so enemies just touch you and kill you in a second, even if they're only doing one damage. So, yeah, I I won't lie, I chucked my DS once, because I was just (laughs) so angry at it, but uh, I did beat the game. Gotta play the PSP version. I have, I played it on Steam, so it's... Okay, has the great music. It does. The music that we love, you know, the crazy guitar. Dude, the, 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 ta- the ta- Taylor music. So I don't know. I'm always partial to the the chip tuny stuff. W- out of curiosity, what was your first Falcom game you ever played? Me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ease One on DS. Oh, okay, okay. And it was it was awful, and I hated it. <laughs> so then, what game got you like excited about Falcom? Then, like, where were you like, okay, here now I get it. Um, well, I was in a used record store, and I found a uh, Legend of Heroes: A Tear of Vermilion. Uh, for like five bucks. So I picked that up and I was like, hey, this is actually kind of good. I mean, the translation's awful, but but this is, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. And then from there, I picked up Ease 3 and I fell in love with the series. Like, oh. I just head over heels for the series. Legend of Heroes, uh, Tear of Vermilion was my first encounter of Falcom. 
Really? And I played that. And it was so basic. Oh, it was really basic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can play this. But the story was just so good. Like, at the end, I forgot. What what are the main characters? What were the main characters? Don't ask me names. I'm bad with names. I totally forgot the games. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure that you're not going to play it, Taylor. Is it? It's super. Was it a PSP game? It was a PSP game. It's a PSP game. Okay. Do you think you're ever going to play that game? Fine. I don't know. So, like, the mid. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. For a game that's like what twenty years old yeah, or no, super old. Years old. Um, in the middle, your best friend dies, or dies, and you lose him. And, and it, he's in a pile of blood, and I cry. Yeah, he was in a pile. Of, it was just in like a puddle of blood, and it was like, I can't believe they just did that. And it was, it was like <laughs> that's when the game was like, this is, this is actually really awesome. And then the story, like. The main character and like the thief girl, their relationship was really interesting, and I was like, I want to know more of these characters. And I looked up the, uh, I was like, I wonder if uh, there's a sequel. There was a sequel. Not the same <laughs> uh, I was like, Yeah, there's Dang a sequel, it. right? Technically, that's the third one, and then like the third second. one's the, the, the second the one, the second one, and the third one's the first one, and then the nope, the the. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go. so Tear of Vermilion is the second one. We got it first. Uh, Moonlight Witch is the first one. We got it second. And then uh, Song of the Ocean is the third, and we got it third. Oh, so interesting. I remember playing Song of the Ocean for like five minutes, and not because I didn't like it. I was just like, oh, this is cool. I'll come back to that later, and I just never came back to it. <laughs> I think it's I don't blame on my you. They shelf. are so archaic. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. I love, <clears throat> I love anything like ocean setting, like anything like on a beach anything where you're like hopping between islands or whatever. Like I think that's why I like Chrono Cross so much. Like the whole game is very tropical. So I'm like, Ooh, I want to go back to this, but not, not great. <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's not really that archaic. You could see the enemies on the screen, right? Yeah. You, you can. can see the enemies on screen. Um, it's like trails in the sky where you have to be a certain distance, uh, from the enemy to be able to attack them. Um, it's just the controls are wonky. Like it's always hard going back. I find when you've enjoyed later games in the same series, okay, because all the pieces steel. are still there, but it's not done as well. Got it. I think, I think that was the only Falcom game I played until East One Two, and I don't know why I bought that, but I played it and I really liked it, even though it was like super archaic. It was really enjoyable, and then I saw you play all the East games on the PSP because mm. you're reviewing them. And I was like, oh, these are awesome, but I never played them. <laughs> you got to go back and play East. East 7 is my favorite East game. It's so good. Like, Yeah, East 7 is really good. So is Origin and 3 and 4. And <laughs> and Celsetta and Elfelgana and <laughs> Ark of Napishtim. No, no, she no. hates that game. Oh, no, you hate that? I don't that? like that one. <laughs> you, you have that on PS2, right, Nick? I do. And it was interesting <laughs> That's a nice i enjoyed movie. it but it was yeah. like i think what you didn't like was the platforming right yeah um the long jump really yeah. really annoyed me specifically in the trials of alma which in the version i have thank goodness that's not a thing um, but in the ps2 version it's a thing and it's like oh i hate this i hate this i hate this i hate this it had some good music it wasn't as it good. did have some good music it wasn't as good as the other <laughs> the chronicles version quite, yeah yeah I'd say music-wise, it's my least favorite of the entire series. But considering how good Falcom music is, that's kind of saying, like, yeah, it's bad, but it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, traditionally, most Falcom games have been pretty great. Like, the Trail series has good stuff. And uh, 
Ease not always Trails has that rock. Sky. Or the Legend of Heroes, excuse me. I hate Trails of the Sky music. You don't like it? Oh, I think yeah, there's like one or two good songs. The re- the music. Yeah, but those good songs are so good. Yeah, really good, but the battle music. I, I couldn't. I can't yeah. play because the battle music's really bad. The boss music's not that good. And well, then, like, the boss music later on is much better because it's uh, the Black Orbman, and uh, oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> and then the like the in trouble, like you're almost dying music uh, is super annoying, and I still compared to uh, like compared to Trails of Cold Steel. Mm-hmm. No, like it's hard. It's it's after playing Cold Steel and trying to go back to Trails of Sky, it's hard. But I heard that the second chapter has really good music. Yeah. Okay. They they take advantage of the better songs more often in second chapter. Yeah, I still say, in all all respects, E E Seven is probably my favorite Falcon game. Great music, great like like segments, like different towns you go to. Uh, uh, the puzzles are cool. Like the the system where you swap between party members on the fly is really neat. So yes, I love that too. It's gonna be your favorite until you beat Trails of Cold Steel. Then that's gonna be your favorite. <laughs> we'll see. Well, it's apples and oranges, right? It's a completely different game, just yeah. from the same company. Yeah, ease is more actiony, and Trails is more uh, story based, and which is kind of why I want uh, this game called Naita no Kisaki to make it over here. I don't think it ever will, but it's like. It's a Legend of Heroes game, but with an ease combat system. Oh. So it's it's interesting in that respect that it is still very story-based, but it is far more action-heavy than uh, your normal uh, tr- uh, Legend of Heroes game. Yeah, I, there was this one weird um, crossover game. I think it was like a fighting game or something like yes. that. Yes. It, it was like... Alternative Saga. Yeah, I remember like I was even thinking of importing. This was when I was like starting my YouTube channel like back in the day and I was still playing PSP. I'm like, I might import this thing and I never did, but Yeah, I've imported it. <laughs> Is it any good? It's really good. It's um have you ever played Power Stone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Power Stone and kind of smashy. So you got like that isometric view and you're trying to whittle down the uh, opponent's health. And mm. yeah, it's it's really really fun. What, and uh What hmm? system is it on? Uh, PSP, which is region free, so you can import it right now. I want a PS2 so I could play it with a bunch of friends and have you mail it to me and I'll mail it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it didn't come out on PS2, only PSP. Sad face. If only. Yeah. All right. But it is, it is a really fun game. Cool, so yeah, Taylor, it looked that's interesting. That's what we're going to be importing now. Okay, both of us. Okay. Right now. All right. Get, on, get your phone out. Go and Go play, and play Asia. Asia. We'll get it. We'll get yeah. it. Um, so why don't we move on, Nick? We've all played, me and Kathleen have both played Persona 3, more or less to completion. And, uh, at least I've, I've gotten all the way almost to the end. And you, um, you've been playing through it. You've been enjoying it. Tell us. The golden ending. The golden ending. On Persona 3? There's no The true ending. I don't know if there is a true ending. Well, there kind of is a true, like you can end the game early, I guess, if you make one really silly choice. I don't know that. Thanks for ruining it for me. Gosh. Trust me, you'll know it when you get to it. I did it just for fun, just to see what would happen. <laughs> At least it's obvious on like Persona Oh, it's super 4. it's not like Persona 4 where it's like, oh there's well, only how was I supposed to get that? <laughs> By the way, Taylor, there's only one right answer. All the all three makes her makes makes the thing happen. And yep. what? Four? And four. Four. Yeah. Where you throw them into the T V yeah. or whatever? No, yeah. like, no, but no, there's only one right answer to continue. Uh, there's like four for, uh, yeah, you have to answer choice. four questions correctly to get the game to continue. Oh wow! I, I, I it's been a while since I've played, so I don't remember that. But I remember, I mean, I talked about it last week, but I remember I did that on the PS2 version, 
and I got so mad. So, <laughs> um, but three is so drastically different in almost in tone at least from four because four is so like happy and cheery and we got a pop star and we're all best friends and we're like the scooby-doo gang and then persona three is like yeah we shoot each other or we shoot ourselves in the head it's all about death and everybody's in coffins and stuff so like (laughs) it's death and your life doesn't matter and what you do doesn't matter and everything sucks (laughs) and it's like so coming off of four oh sorry kathleen what were you gonna say no 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 no, nothing don't worry about Um, it no, coming off Persona 4 uh, Golden, how how is this, you know, how does it compare? How do you feel about it after having played 4? I like the tone. I really? Like the tone. Okay. I like how it's a lot darker. Um, uh, the main character, your choices, I mean, I think I'm biased because when I think of the main character of 4, I think of you yeah. from the anime, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's just awesome in the anime. <laughs> Oh, he's so good. And but then I don't. I think he's the same. Uh, yeah, I think um, I. I just like I like the characters. There's no one really like like extremely likable yet. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh man, that she's awesome or he's awesome. They're, they're just all like characters that um, it's like I tolerate you. Sure, <laughs> but um, I want to get. Uh, I think this uh, since it is before Persona Four, the social link uh, activities are not as in depth as I think as they as the other ones. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. But I do. I am enjoying it. It's really fun. It's a lot harder because of the the tired system. Well, I'm not having any trouble anymore. But before it was really annoying. Yeah. Mm. And then, that's actually my favorite part of Persona Three, if that makes sense. I like that it kind of forces you to switch out your party a bit from time to time. Instead of just use the same people over and over again. I have yeah. never, that's never happened to me. I don't know how that never happens to me, but that has never happened to me. The beginning was kind of annoying because you could only last like two floors and then you're tired. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, what the hell? Yeah. But now I could, just, I could go on forever. Um, the battle system, it's pretty much the same thing. So if you can't control your characters. Um, yeah. That's, I got through, I, I could, I could, I got used to it. I just tell him, it's like, okay, Mitsuru, you're going to full assault. Yukari, you're just going to heal and I guess you just attack, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then I it, I always change my persona. I made multiple personas, so they each have a role. It's like, mm-hmm. here's my ice one that does a lot of ice damage. Here's my lightning one that does stun. Here's my all physical that I dodge everything, but just do a bunch of damage just physically. And um, so if that role isn't being played, I would play it. So I'll become the healer or I'll become the support. I don't mind. That's that's cool. Well, one time actually, I didn't know this existed, but there's this thing called Oracle that Fuka has, and it's like a random thing that could happen that uh, either like heals you all completely or gets rid of all, um, what's it called, status effects. Mm. One time, she, uh, I think it messed up and she lowered all my health to one. <laughs> oh yeah, I've had that happen. And I'm like, wait, what, what just happened? And <laughs> luckily, I was next, so I just healed me completely, but. It was. Yeah, I mean, do you not remember that? I'm trying. I don't remember anything. It's been a long time since I played three, though. It's been like probably six years or something like that. Yeah, it sounds about right. But uh, kind of the tower, kind of it's kind of annoying because I keep like I need to go through it, but I, like it feels like a chore to me. That's the one thing I think Persona Four really did better was changing up the dungeon design. Uh, instead of just oh now you're on the next set of floors enjoy mm-hmm. they look slightly different but i also like yep. it because it, it actually gave you a purpose to go just not just like oh let's keep going up and try to get to the top 
Yeah. Um, but like I think I'm at the end finally because I remember I got to the top of the tower. It said it's like, oh, you're at the top now, and then the whole big twist that I saw coming <laughs> happened, and then it's like, oh, now there's more floors, and I'm like, oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> You I said I was at the top. Yeah, I was like, I was at the top, and now there's more. That was annoying. But, you know, I might beat it tonight. might beat it tomorrow. I'm not sure. I have two months to go, but I'm at, like, fully, fully, I have all my stats up and the social leaks I'm doing. Mm. So, I think that's good. Um, what did you guys think of Persona 3 compared to Persona 4? Um, let's see. Yeah, it's it was weird because I didn't play Golden before I played 3. I just played regular 4 on PS2 and then I played Persona 3. Um, the one thing that annoyed the crap out of me was that you couldn't control your party. And I, for, I feel like for the most part, they're pretty competent. They usually do the right thing. Like if you know that somebody's weak to something, they'll the, the appropriate party member will attack and whatever. And... Uh, yeah, there's some of the like story segments that you know the the side things like the beach trip and like you're, we were talking about earlier like the um, they're not the definitely not as mem- memorable. No, like, I, I like the whole um, the school trip. Like it's three days. All I did was talk to Yuko because she liked me, and she was always like, "Oh, I can't wait to spend time with you, but I miss you because you're spending time with your friends." And it's like, okay, okay, where's all the other girls that I have really high social links with? She was like the only one there. It was weird. And there's no, like, special scene Mm -hmm. that happened in between with, like, all the characters, except the hot springs scene. But that wasn't really that. It was funny, but it wasn't, like, you know, memorable. Yeah, it's no nightclub or the camping trip or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, there's, like, so many good ones in 4. I know what you mean. Um, But uh, I feel like I think you've gotten past this part, but I feel like the the Junpei arc is really interesting because you see, you kind of think of him as like this goofball and then he gets interested in the one girl and then whatever. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I've Chidori, um, I got to the point where it's obvious she likes him and she's freaking out about it. Yeah. And I'm okay. So guys, this is probably going to be spoilers for you. So if you haven't seen, have you haven't played persona three skip over, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Chidori is, uh, like, she was part of Strega, and we def- we killed Strega, and, or they killed themselves, and then Chidori, and then Junpei goes to her, and she's all like, you're making my chest burn or something like that, please, uh, whenever I'm near you. It used to be fun, but now you're just giving me pain, and, because I guess she'd never, like, felt anything, and now she's feeling, like, an attraction, or, like, a oh, like to yeah. him, and he's freaking out. And she pushes him away. He's like, don't visit me anymore. And then Junpei's now all depressed. And that's where I am. So I don't know what happens at the end of that. Okay. Well, I just like that whole arc because to me, he reminds me so much of Yosuke. Kind of like the hopeless loser. He like, ah, oh, he's trying to be the fun guy or whatever, but he never really can catch a break type of thing. And so for him to like finally, yeah, have this this relationship with this girl where it, it seems like it, it'll finally kind of work out for him or whatever is, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Um, Speaking of Yosuke, I gotta talk about this. Yeah, um, the older chick that she liked that dies at the re- beginning of the game. This is it, not gonna be a spoiler. This yeah. happens at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, did she like? Was she really just like leading him on? She didn't really care for him. Like it made it seem like that at in his dungeon. But was that really what happened, or was it just like him like trying to make him feel bad? Do you know that? 
I don't I don't have anything. I don't know what you think. Kathleen, do you have a, a thought um, on that? I don't know. I think it's partially she was leading him on or maybe leading him on at first, but then I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to replay the game to cement my opinion on that. Yeah. That's that's one thing that stuck out to me. I'm like, did she really like kind of like him, or was she just a total bitch? And I was like, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't have like like I wanted to feel like I felt bad for. Her. I, I I felt bad for Yosuke, but I don't yeah. know if I felt bad because he lost someone that might like that might have cared for him, or he just lost someone, or or she just didn't care for him, so he feels bad that way. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's. Well, I think there's the issue of he, uh, he was the boss's son, so she had to be nice to him, too, and he might have gotten the wrong idea, and I think maybe that's also why she was partially leading him on, if that's what she was doing, but yeah, hmm. it's hard to tell. It's a sad story. A lot of sad no. Persona's very sad. Like, yes. All of them. But that's, I think that's why we all enjoy it, because it's sort of real, you know? It's not, there's no fluff. There's some fluff, but it's it's Look. mostly like real characters, and they like kind of react and deal with situation in real ways, and I think that's why people have gotten so attached to it over the years. You know, yeah, that's, for sure. I mean, kind of. I guess we could relate to some because some of those things like very rarely happen to people. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about the whole persona thing. I'm talking about the real life. The, yeah, the, the character arcs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you saying that you're not a robot who slowly gains emotions? What's wrong with you, Nick? <laughs> no, I am a robot. I think oh, Jake okay. thinks I am. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Kathleen, what did you think of Persona 3? You're the only one out of all of us that has actually beat it to completion, I think. <laughs> well, at first, I uh, I wasn't sure what to think. It was my first time playing uh, an SMT-type game. And uh, this was way back when I was in high school. Wow, I'm feeling old. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, back in my day. Back in my day. You only got to control one character and you liked it. (laughs) But uh, I I remember enjoying the tone and enjoying the fatigue system, as weird as that sounds. Um, And the story, I loved it right up until the point where, like, like, I think you're right there, Nick. You, You have a couple of months before the ending of the game and literally all you're doing is trying to max out social links and, uh grind like there's no other purpose to those two months and i think uh persona 4 handled that type of thing a bit better instead of just like here you go it's the end of the game enjoy (laughs) golden made it a lot a lot better because you could you could go out at night and yes there's more like little mini events you could do and stuff but uh yeah, the thing I remember the most... I have two things I remember the most about Persona 3, because it has been quite a while since I beat it. Um, I remember one time I was uh, playing, and I was in I was in Tartarus, and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, there's no enemies here. I, I My dinner's ready. I don't want to turn off the game, so I'll just walk away for a bit. <laughs> um, and I come back, and not only am I in a, a battle, I'm in a battle with this chain-wielding level 80 monster, and I'm like, I'm level 20. What happened? Death appeared. Yep. The the Reaper appeared and tried to claim my soul. Didn't try to claim my soul. He succeeded in claiming my soul because I didn't know. I was like, "Uh, maybe I can take him. Nope. (laughs) That's what I did. I was like, I'm level 40. And I was like, oh, okay. Death's going to appear. I'm going to try to take him out. And I do do um, an ice attack. Just like two damage. Yeah. He does like a lightning attack. He does like 500 damage. And I'm like, well. Okay, that was a nice try. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. 
Because the only way to get the fight the Reaper in Persona Four is in some rare chests. Yeah, you have to like open a certain amount of chests in a row, and the more chests you open, the higher chance of death showing up or something like that. Or you have to trigger. Do they have the death cards in Persona Four? The uh, thirteen tarot card. Like the social in the link? chance time thing, like. Oh. I don't know. I have not. Because I know that was the alternate way to trigger it in Persona 3 is to get that card and he would chase you until you went up to another floor. I don't know. In, in Golden, they made the shuffle system like way too easy. Yeah. Like yeah. You can see everything. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure about the original. But you know what we're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, been a, it's been a while, but yeah. Um, they don't. That, death isn't in 4, though, right? The whole. It, Mechanic. It is. It's just. Oh, it's, it's hard to. Uh, it's, in like, it. it's in like a chest. Yeah. Like, like a rare chest. Uh, and it's like de- you f- have a cold feeling. Would you open this chest? And if you do, oh, you play, you play them. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long and time. And he's level eighty or ninety nine or something. Like it, it's very strong. It's yeah. a difficult <laughs> monster, <looks> but cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other thing I remember is the final fight. Which, spoilers, Nick, it's long. It's really, really long. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of the longest boss fights I've ever had. The quote-unquote final fight for Persona 4 was pretty long. I mean, the battle no, took no, at least no. 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, I think I spent an hour and a half to two hours on the final boss of Persona 3. <laughs> Is that what happened, Taylor? Is that why you're like, I'm done? Because well, you'd be two hours in and then you Excuse me. Well, no, it's an easy fight. It's just long. There's a lot of phases. Uh, well, maybe, okay, so to me, I thought... <laughs> so, without giving too much of it away, the the boss shifts a lot. Yes. And um, basically, because I couldn't control my party members, I'm like, oh, great. Now it shifted to this. So now a different party member can do this attack that the boss is now weak to. And they wouldn't do it. They would heal or they would guard or do something dumb like why are you not doing this and like i tried that fight like three or four times and my party makeup maybe just wasn't the right composition but they just kept doing the wrong attacks and i was like all right i can't beat this (laughs) (laughs) did you not have multiple personas for yourself that had different um maybe i mean it's been so long i can't remember but i just can remember it mainly hinged on the fact i'm like if i could control all my all my party members this fight would be easy oh Uh, yeah for sure so that's kind of all it really came down to. I'm like, all right, screw it. I'll just watch the ending on YouTube and call it a date. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm ex- I'm ex- I want to beat it like really bad, but now I'm in the mood where I'm just going to like rush through it. Like I was playing yesterday and I was like, Oh, I want to do all this final. I want to do all the side quests and make like the best persona. And I was doing it and I was like, it was taking like an hour just to do this one tiny side quest. And I was like, you know what? I just want to beat the game now. <laughs> I'm just going to go through it really quick and do it. And that's kind of how the ending feels. It's like, okay, well, I have free reign to do whatever I want, but what I want Sorry. is to beat the game. <laughs> Taylor? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. You dropping yeah. things over there. Dropped his a little phone bit. on the table. <sighs> My bad. So, yeah, so Persona 3, good game. Um, I think, actually, the... PSP version is kind of the golden version. Yeah. It has, yeah. It has a lot more stuff. You can play as a girl character now. Um, and um, uh, more scenes, more personas, and there's actually cameos of Persona 4 characters in it as well. Oh, I didn't know Oh, that. I didn't know about that. Not like 
the main characters. I'm talking about like just characters that are in Persona Four, like the teacher gotcha. and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. So, and uh, Vincent from Catherine is also in the PSP version. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in the bar. When did the lunch. PSP version come out? It can't. Uh, I want to say like 2009, that, 10. That was my gut feeling too. Yeah, something like that. Wow. But I'm not entirely sure. But if I ever am going to replay the game, it's definitely going to be the PSP version because it has all the extra stuff and I want to know. Because I bought the FAS version thought, thinking it was going to be like the PSP version except mm-hmm. with the with the running around, but it's uh-huh. not. But yeah, it's cool. But at least the uh, FAS version has uh, the answer, which is like another 40 hours of game. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> but you <laughs> oh, play, you play I, as I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess is the main character. In that one, so I gotta do that. Oh, for certain reasons, right? Wink, wink, hint, hint. Sure. I don't know <laughs> what Nick's doing because <laughs> I know what happens at the end of the game. Oh, got it. So, yeah. So let's move on to our next topic, which will be games we want sequels to, because we all want that one sequel to a game that we desperately love. Mm-hmm. Unless you're weird and you don't. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's people like that. Yeah. So I am going to make Kathleen go first. <gasps> okay. Um, I have uh, three. Is that okay? I'll be That's quick. Fine. Okay. So the first one is The World Ends With You. I'd love to see a sequel Ooh, to that. Yeah. The first one had such neat artistic style and an interesting combat system. And I, I just remember I had so much fun with it. Um, so yeah, I would love to see another sequel to that. Or a sequel to that, I should say. Um, next is Hexus Force, which technically I haven't even completed yet because there's a whole second story I need to play through. Um, but yeah, it's a game where you get to play as a female cleric or a male swordsman, and their stories kind of intertwine, and it's really, really cool. Um, it's for the PSP, and it's a gem, and I totally recommend it. And then the last one... Radiant Historia. I have no idea how they do it, but if they made a sequel to that, I would be the happiest person in the world. I still need to play that. Oh, you oh, haven't played so it? Good. I thought you actually played it. I did play it. I own it, but I like I wanted to like delve deep into it, but the cart's missing. I have no idea where it is. Uh, and oh my, no! And my games are usually in the case, and so I'm like, where did this game go? Maddie stole. Maybe it. Maddie took it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we both said that. <laughs> <laughs> I I. I remember giving it to her like you got to play this, and I don't remember getting it back. But she said she gave it back to me, so I'm like, huh, "Where is it?" You should I tore my room scavenge her room and try to find it? Yeah, it's been thrown away somewhere. Now I got to buy it on eBay again. If I remember right, that was a pretty. I mean, that game was a, had a pretty limited run. It's probably a little pricey, I imagine. It was thirty bucks at GameStop. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad. I know uh, sometimes PlayAsia has it on for fifteen, so. Not a not a bad idea to check it out there. The Eng- it's an English version. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I need that. But I I want just to know what I've played. It's super interesting, and like crazy. Like it makes you think. Yeah. And the music's really nice. I love it. The music is really good. I have the uh, OST to that, and is oh, I love it. Is it still DSE or is it like orchestrated? I think it's orchestrated. Oh, that's cool. You gotta send me that. Yeah. Through, no the, through the the through drop, the interwebs, interwebs <laughs> the drop boxes, hint hint, <laughs> wink wink. Yes. Um, Taylor. Yes. What about you? I mean, I'll just answer for both of us. Final Fantasy Tactics two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have said that too. 
that is a game that like. But they already made a sequel. It's called Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with Luso and blah blah blah. Hey, but, I like Tactics Advance. <laughs> no, it's not a bad game. But I, I just, I don't. Again, if you've, anybody that's finished Final Fantasy Tactics, that ending is pretty definitive, and it doesn't. I mean, it leaves some wiggle room for like, like, okay, what exactly happened? <laughs> it doesn't have to really be about Ramza. I just want to be. I want like another conflict in that world with the systems Final Fantasy Tactics had. That's yeah, all I want. That would be cool. I, I would love it for it to connect in some way, even if like Olin is in it. He's the guy with the little ponytail, right? Yeah, his uh, Orlando's voice, uh, son. Yeah, it'd be cool if he was like old in it or something like that, and he's like the king, or I, I don't know. I, I would love it for it to connect in some small, interesting way. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics 2, um, I, I just think the time is right, you know? Especially after how much success Nintendo's had with Fire Emblem, you know, like that that game really kind of was on the brink of death, or that series was on the brink of death, and then you know with Awakening and Fates, it really kind of brought it back to life. So um, definitely would love to see that. Um, I think one I've always talked, you know, I always talk about this uh, as one I'd like to see, but then they always work on something else. But Dark Cloud Three, I think, would be a cool one. Like the. I think there's some really good ideas, but because it's on PS2, like they're just so limited in what they, I think like scope and systems and stuff like that. But the whole idea of like venturing into dungeons to rebuild towns and stuff like that. And there being like puzzles and you switch characters and then you can like walk around the town and stuff like that. Like I just wish it was more involved. Like you played two. I have not played two. We should get on that. I want to know how different it is compared to one. It's more about like alchemy and like crafting stuff or something, if I remember right. It could be a better game. We don't know. It could very well could be, um, but yeah, just more of that. Like I'd love to see like a more fleshed out like dungeon and like better combat. Like the combat is so like stiff in the original Dark Cloud, um, and it'd be cool to like walk around the city and have like even more side activities to do and like get to know the townspeople and stuff like that. Uh, I think that'd be pretty neat. I remember a math teacher at tka loved the dark cloud series and would play it in his room oh i think i know what you're talking about yeah it was, it was really interesting yeah there was this one one teacher we had he was always playing video games um and there was one other i was just thinking of oh um you know i haven't played chrono trigger but i loved chrono cross um so you haven't I, played chrono trigger no i haven't um you should play that yeah play you the, should just, totally play that get on your vita uh get the ps1 version although the ds version's pretty fun i hear the ds version is the best one it's pretty much the psv version oh is it yeah okay. but it's got like an extra dungeon doesn't it i don't know <laughs> so from what i understand they they added an extra ending scene that kind of connects to cross in mm-hmm. in ds if i remember right yep i believe that is the case okay i heard there are some problems with the ds version though it wasn't it doesn't run as smooth or something like that Hmm. I'm not 100% on that, but the game I had itse- no issues with it. <laughs> the game itself is um it might be old, but for you I think it would be perfect cuz really? it's not archaic when it At comes all. to yeah. It really? aged perfectly because you it's no random battles, you see all the you see all. Okay. Remember remember Crimson Star or Crimson Star Heroine? Oh yeah, Cosmic Star Heroine. Cosmic yeah, Star yeah, yeah, Heroine. Yeah. It's just like that. Like literally just like that. You walk around and then you see enemies if you walk into them you fight them. Oh, okay. And sometimes they might pop out from the bushes, bushes, but there's always like trigger points, so mm, yeah, you'll know after the first time you trigger it that uh, it comes up. Okay, cool. and the music is so good. 
that's the yeah, I hear it's pretty timeless. I mean, the guy the guy that did that obviously did Cross, and Cross is like maybe my favorite game soundtrack of all time. So, um, doing something a little bit more spritey, I'm like all about. Um, and one one last one. This is the one I was actually thinking of. Um, <laughs> the original was a little cheesy. The translation was not great, but its battle system was unique, and the world was really cool. Um, I would love to see a new Legend of Dragoon. Um, I just think well, that's obvious. We always talk about that. Yeah, Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> ah, so good. Like, I just love that world. Like, it'd be cool if it was like. So the whole idea with Legend of Dragoon, it's like you have these dragoons that like defend the world and then time goes on and then there's new dragoons. So it'd be cool if it like, maybe it was like a thousand years in the future and it was like a totally different cast of characters and they're, they're doing something similar. Like, Oh, we're discovering like the dragoon spirits and have it be a little bit more serious and not as campy. And you know, like the, I enjoyed the game for what it was, but it was so like translation was so bad. <laughs> was it really campy or was it just the translation was bad? I think it might've been the, the bad translation cause it, it came off campy, you know, but I love that game. Like some of the towns in that game are some of like the best looking towns I've ever been in. Music is repetitive, but it's still really good. I felt um, they reuse songs a lot. I was listening to the whole. That was a weird sound, but I was listening to the whole uh, <laughs> music, or the whole soundtrack, uh, and it's super early PS One. Yeah, and it's great. I oh, love it's it. So good. Um, I can't. I, I feel like any other sequel we're like getting. Like obviously we're getting another Final Fantasy. We're getting. A numbered single player Dragon Quest. We're getting Nino Kuni two. Like we're getting a near sequel. Not that I've played the first near, but like near Automata looks or Automata looks so good. So um, and Kingdom Hearts three. So I feel like pretty much all the boxes have been checked as far as the major franchises go. So Nick smirking over there. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind. Oh my gosh! Blow our minds, Nicholas. A new Grandia. Mm. They need to make a new one. Oh, man. I got another one. Speaking of Grandia, and then uh, this, and I just, it, it could. I mean, it's way past due. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Grandia was a great series. I think it fell kind of fell down uh, uh, with Extreme. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But the one and two were great. The one was so. Like, I think one's. Re- People say two is a classic, like the classic one. I say one's the classic one. Oh. One is really good. I love one. I love the characters, even though they're like 13, 14. <laughs> they're super young. I still love the characters. They're, they're fun to play with. Mm-hmm. I love the interaction. It's, it's kind of weird seeing like a love interest in yeah. that game because mm-hmm. they're so young. It's just like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, it, it was it, it's cute. But um, the game itself was great. Uh, number two was good. I love number two as well. Uh, the story was good. The characters were fun to be with. But it felt like there was some cut content because the evil girl or the, the demon that's in you or in the priestess uh, r- would randomly like be like, you know, flirty. And then suddenly she'd be like in love with you. And you're like, wait, there's something missing here. I think something <laughs> was cut. We we jumped a step. Yeah, I th- but I heard that the PS2 version did have some cut stuff, so maybe that's why. Oh uh, yeah, I hear the Dreamcast is like the definitive version or whatever. Well, I think now the PC version is the definitive version. Probably, yeah. but I have that, so maybe I'll replay it. I've played it. I recently played it, so I don't think so. Um, another sequel. I was joking about this. Well, I'm quote unquote joking about this, but Rune Factory Five. Mm-hmm. I really <laughs> would want a new Rune Factory. I love that those games. They're fun to play. It it. It itches an itch that you want that for me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, fun just to play a game that it's like living real life, but yeah. it's fantastic, 
fantastical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So totally. I like I like doing that. And uh, the fourth one is really fun. I enjoyed that a lot. That was fun to play. Yeah, on 3DS. That was yeah, a good I, one. I, I would be playing at night, and um, I'd be like, okay, just one more day. Okay, just <laughs> one more day. Okay, I'm almost, I'm really close to leveling a heart here. Just one more day. Oh, That's she has a she has, yeah, she, she has a new she has a oh. she has a new event. I got to do this. Just one more day. <laughs> That's what it was like. Um, and then I played the third one. Third one's just as good. But then if you go to like the number two, number one, it's so archaic and like, yeah. oh, it was it was like it was weird how it felt. It just felt off. And I tried to beat two, and um, I got pretty far, but I couldn't get. I don't even have one. I can't do it. But five <laughs> would be great. Five would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, next one I would want would be a Lunar sequel. Yes, that's what I was just thinking. When you said Grandia, I'm yeah. like, <gasps> Lunar. There's two. Two. Connor like swears on this game, so I really got to play it uh, again. Because I, I remember I played it for a little bit when I was like 15 or something. Uh, but a, a new Lunar, like, I don't know how they would do a sequel for two Lunar. Would they keep the classic, like, the classical like you know sounds and the feeling the battle system or would they like modernize it uh, like remember yeah. when they remade it for the psp and that was awesome i love that version that's a great like game. would they just make another game like that i think i think that would be fine just have the game just like that look like that and uh it was new characters or new characters and stuff yeah. new story i'd be totally down for that same world that'd be great mm-hmm. i can't really think of any other sequels I would like because Final Fantasy Tactics 2, of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and we always get Tales sequels, so I'm fine with that. Yep. Um, if I would have to pick a specific Tales of game sequel, no, Taylor, it's not Destiny. <laughs> Are you are, sure? Are already ha- we already have one. <laughs> if anything, I would want that translated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe Tales of Eternia 2. I like that hmm. world a lot. Okay. I, li- I like the characters. That was fun. Um... I don't know. Uh, tell, I don't. I think they all end pretty much good. Yeah, I would actually yeah. Tales of Zestaria too, so they could flesh out the world but it, more, but get but, rid of the whole open world thing. And yes, I know. Oh wait, you were gonna say something, but I uh, was just gonna say, isn't Berseria supposed to be after Zestaria? Berseria is like centuries before. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's a real. I, I I can't even tell you because it would ruin stuff no, for you. Yeah, and, and no. Don't, don't spoil it, but uh, because I haven't played it yet. So yeah, yeah. So same world, but way in the past. But yeah. I, I would, yeah, I would like maybe before this. Maybe bef- like during the whole like when shepherds were a really common thing thing, but uh, it explores the world around the co- the continent that. Zestaria stays in because I want to. I want to know more about that world because Zestaria wasn't so much wasn't as a uh, detailed as the other Tales games. So maybe that'd be cool. Zestaria, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Zestaria. Like I've given the last couple Tales games a really harsh kind of time or whatever, but I think this this one has enough elements like it's so different. Like it seems really dark with like the whole vampire girl or whatever and like she's a pirate as well. I'm like she's not a she's not a vampire girl. She's just in half infected with the monster disease whatever it's called. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the benevolence. 
It's definitely it, the beginning of malevolence. Oh, malevolence. I yeah, can't even sorry. Benevolence. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think I, in, I want Berseri to be where they turn the corner and be like, yes, we're modern and we can do good design and have good, you know, like interesting stories again. So it's not going to be that modern. They might have modernized the battle system. They probably went back to the Zillia style of the world. I actually don't mind that. I just want the dungeons to be interesting. The dungeons are so boring. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's better than Zillia 2, I'm happy. Because, <laughs> th- oh my god, I hated that game. <laughs> oh, me too. But where like, artificially, like, makes the yeah. game longer by having you do side quests and stuff like that. And then makes that whole thing completely pointless. <sighs> yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was so dumb. I would get rid of the whole ta- uh, the RPG maker dungeons in uh yeah. area because mm-hmm. that, that that was like they had unique dungeons but they were so few <laughs> most of them were just uh were just uh you know the rpg maker puzzle pe- look i hate how, calling it rpg maker because persona does the same exact thing yeah <laughs> but I, I don't know it was just it just it felt like budget yeah yeah or they just didn't want to put a, enough thought into it or whatever so <laughs> So uh, anyway, I think uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode of the uh, Giant Sword podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, Kathleen. It was awesome to finally get a chance to do like you know some extended discussions and get your opinions on uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions since none of us here have the game. So uh, yeah, it was good to have you on. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I, I had a great time. And I hope I uh, <laughs> hope my opinions weren't too strong. <laughs> Nah. We always like strong opinions. So either way, it was good stuff. Um, so anyway, I think that's going to do it for, like I said, it's going to do it for this week's edition of the Giant Sword Podcast. Um, I think we'll have all our uh, our links for Twitter and all that good stuff. If you want to follow Kathleen, Nick, Connor, and myself, as well as the uh, LHG uh, family of shows. Uh, you all can f- two of them. All two of them. Well, we've got other things on the YouTube channel, like interviews and Let's Plays and things like that. So, um, yeah, we really appreciate all the new audience that if you came from the first episode, from Ben and all that, um, we're happy to have you. So we'll be here each week talking about JRPGs and new and old. And uh, we'll be back next time with some more awesome insights. Have a good day, guys. Boogie. See ya. <laughs>